Please, look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me, but if he stopped being a responsible adult and started hosting on the Red Leaf Retrocast, he could be as awesome as me. Look down. Back up again. Where are you? You're on the internet. With the man your man could be like. What's in your hand? Back to me. I have <laughs> oh a set of tickets to video games live. Look again. The tickets are now video games with female protagonists. Anything is possible when your man hosts on the Red Leaf Retrocast. I'm on Discord. If I looked at well done. If I looked down and I saw a female protagonist in my hands, I'd have so many questions. Along with the cops, I would imagine. Boobs. <laughs> wow. All right, Colin, you did it. You did an amazing job. I'm proud of you. You made me chuckle did a you, couple times there. Did you write that down or did you memorize that? I wrote it down. It just came to me during Japanese class on Saturday, and I was like, "This is perfect." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we need an old spice uh, whistle. When, I, when I'm learning foreign languages, I also like to to remember and think of banter for podcasting. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember, I did it completely off the cuff during our Sonic Two playthrough on Moosenspiel. I do remember. I do remember. That's part of what inspired it. Yeah. Oh well. Welcome to the Redleaf Retrocast. Woo-hoo. This is episode 19. Female protagonist, the guy who came up with the theme, cannot be here. Something came up. That would have been Josh, yeah. who made Piece it last episode. Shit. But of course, now he's he's missing again. The cardboard cutout of Console Kev is no longer cardboard. It is a real person. Hi, Kevin. I was a what now? <laughs> you were a cardboard cutout. You were downgrading me to cardboard? I demand porcelain. <laughs> no, you gotta be as good as Nintendo, so you were cardboard. <laughs> Absolutely not! <laughs> Don't do this. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm better than that. Uh, if you want to find where else the podcast is, we are now sw- streaming on Twitch because this is episode 51 in total. Ooh. We've reached a milestone, guys. Yay. I'm, I'm dabbing, but nobody can see. That's the. Oh, well, that's a shame. Yeah, dabbing is cool. <laughs> it's in now. Well. Dabbing is not in, and I hope it dies faster. Well, you can <laughs> shut up and be wrong. Uh, you can you can uh, follow us all on our various Twitters. Uh, Bowling JD is the one where the Red Leaf Retrocast is mostly uh, advertised at, and you can find future episodes, uh, what games we're going to cover. You can also follow us on Instagram for the same reasons, but we get like screenshots and shit there. Uh, I, I might post something there exclusively, so haha. <laughs> All right. I believe you mean ha 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 ha. You know, pull some Dexter's lab out in here. <laughs> so we're covering female protagonists. Uh, but first, how's everyone doing? Colin doing first. great. I am Colin absolutely first. fantastic. It's been quite a busy few weeks since the last podcast, but a lot has happened. Job has been extremely busy because we've got an audit coming up where I'm working. So there's sure, been a sure. bit, there's been a bit of overtime there, but I've been watching more anime, playing more games. Vision of Escalflone is finally on Crunchyroll, and where has this show been all my life? Dude, telling you, it's friggin' awesome. It's a good show. And it's even more amazing that it came out in '96. I mean, it's aged really well. Uh I think in Japan, no. Mm, I think you're wrong on that. Well, fuck well, him. It's 90s I, anyway. I'm gonna have to. I'm pretty sure it was like 99. Yeah, 90s Vision anyway. Vision of. Uh, oh, you're right. It is 1996. Eat Holy shit, crap. JD. Ha! Wow. All right, Colin. I'll eat crow. You're right. 
<laughs> How foolish of me to disagree with you. Here's but I platter. shall do it again later. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I've also been watching Food Wars, and My Hero Academia Season 3 has finally begun, so that's that's going to be fun. Man, where were you on the anime cast that we recorded this <laughs> after- afternoon? <laughs> Busy setting up iPads for lots of pilots at work. That's I want to know what games you've been playing. Oh, yeah. Well, Have that... you been playing any games that aren't podcast related? Well, podcast. I... Podcast. <laughs> well, I finally completed Horizon Zero Dawn. Hey. Good man, good man. And I... Good ending? Oh, Epic yeah. Epic ending? Yeah. And was room for like a sequel. The, uh, well, there is room. There is room. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't like that it left room open for a sequel, and I'm like, Why? It's a video game. If it doesn't, then it's lame. <laughs> <laughs> Solid reasoning there. Nice. I know, right? I mean, argue that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're stupid. No, you. No, you. Oh, you went there? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Kevin, what what have you been doing? What have you been playing? Oh, what, oh, you've been watching stuff? I don't, I don't, I don't know. watch anything. Other... The only thing I've been watching... Oh, Colin, go. Cut them yeah, off. Yeah. Did. One other awesome thing that happened over the past couple of days. I went to Video Games Live on Friday night with a friend of mine, and it was awesome! Video Games Live? What's yeah. that? It's like a big big orchestra concert of... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I went to the Zelda one that was in Toronto like a, a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Well, this one is like all sorts of different games. I mean... This time they played a bunch of Mega Man music, a bunch of Shadow of the Colossus, World of Warcraft. Uh, uh, what was All it? shitty games no one's ever heard of, obviously. <laughs> but the real highlight was the encore. They started playing Pokemon music, and then they actually brought out Jason Page to sing the original American open- opening of Pokemon. That's pretty cool. Oh, for those who I don't know, he needs money. For those who don't know, <laughs> wow. Jason Page is the guy who sang the original Pokemon opening, which is friggin' awesome. Somebody got credit must for really that. Need money. Like somebody yeah. wanted to take credit for being like, "This is the thing that defines me." <laughs> <laughs> I sang about these monster creatures from Japan <laughs> one time. <laughs> I want to be the very best. I was going to say, but I won't. <laughs> oh, you're okay. Well, Kevin, uh, I'm cutting you off, Colin. Fuck! Gotta okay, go. <laughs> go ahead. That's pretty much all I had to say. Kevin? Yes. What's up? Uh, well, other than watching tons of WWE because I've become that person now. Anti and I, but it's okay. You've, you've, jo- you've joined me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It all started watching like a bunch of like what culture wrestling videos and that like spawned and I was like, I don't know why I'm watching this. I don't care about pro wrestling. Like I should care about pro wrestling, I guess. So, um, you should watch, you should watch cultaholic instead. I watch them both. Um, I don't know. I've kind of been doing that. Played a little 2k 18 for wrestling. It's, it's okay. It's got issues, uh. but for the old god issues for, it's, that game is broken for the only one i've played in 10 years it's fine um play the one 10 years ago it's better <laughs> well yeah well because you can actually all stars is the best one that actually you know what i have wrestlemania the arcade game on ps1 that might be worth playing um mm. i did a major feat this weekend i've beaten persona 5 Oh, congrats. nice! That game is magical uh other than the fact that i accidentally made the wrong girl my waifu that that's fine 
<laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I got something for you. Uh-oh. You beat Persona 5? Yes. Nice. Well, that's the wrong that's the wrong jingle, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> what is the right jingle then? Uh, jazzy upbeat music. But whatever. <laughs> However, speaking of which, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I for those of you who don't know, I run a like a game of the month club and we have a game of the quarter. Oh, by the way, it's called Ooh. Game Clubs. Anyway, uh, our game of the quarter is Final Fantasy XIII, which uh, my uh, the big complaint I heard about that game was that it's way too linear. But Final Fantasy X was pretty linear. So I was like, maybe people are overreacting. And then I played two hours. Like, this game's a piece of shit. I need to throw it out the window. <laughs> I, I actually heard a very good comparison there. What's that? Between ten and thirteen, They're both linear, but <laughs> Final Fantasy XIII is a straw, whereas Final Fantasy X is a silly straw. That's that's fine, yeah. I, I accept that, because <laughs> 13 is literally walk... I can see that. Yeah, it's, it's walk up, and, like, there's, there was no attack button. There was only auto battle. I was like, what? Like, am I really... <laughs> it's, ve- it's very different. Oh, it's so <laughs> sure bad. And I was like, okay, like, maybe this is, like, the prologue. Like, maybe something's gonna happen later. And, like, it didn't. Every scene was just snow or lightning running up a hallway and, like, barely contributing to the battle. And, I, like, two hours in, I was like, I gotta ask somebody it's, if this gets it's different. It's more of, it's more of a, a experience than the journey, which yeah. was always the, the, the way the past Final Fantasies I don't, uh, did it. I, it. It was very off-putting. Uh, I've, I've gone back and, and played it uh, mm-hmm. in a different sort of mindset and, and looking at it in a different light. And it's not as viscerally bad as everyone says it is. I, I quite enjoy it for just a story unfolding rather than... it. It's more of that than, say, a game being played, if that makes any sense. I get it. It's just like, I don't... I don't know. I'm not here to watch a movie and barely contribute, you know? Yeah, you have you have to be in you have to be in a specific kind of mood to right. want to play a game like that. Yeah, so I, I think I want to put that down and... With my limited time of it, I don't understand how Square Enix is like. We should make two more of these. I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, it's what not. the heck, dude? They sold they sold the hell out of them. Yeah, and I, I get like, they people sold love that people love them. The fan base was there. Japan absolutely loves the game. Yeah, that's fine. Ain't for me. Uh, so that it, I have all three. That, that, <laughs> you can have my one and two because I'm not gonna play them. Uh, what else? <laughs> What else is going on? I, be- I rather like Lightning Returns. I rather like that one. Ne- it has this uh, time time limit element in the game. Yeah, I'm never going to get to oh, it, yeah. so let me know how it goes. Uh, and then, what I beat today? Oh, Final... F- or no, sorry. Uh, Blast from Master Zero. I beat on Switch. So, oh, cool. Of, of the three Switch games yeah. I have, I beat two of them now. So there's <laughs> that. Because I don't know what else I want for it. It's kind of an issue. But slowly I'll find things to play on it. Games will come. More games will come out. Don't no. Don't you worry. It's just that the, the, like they're always the most expensive version, and I'm like, I don't want to pay twice the price for the Switch version. So, you know, I'll figure it out. And then of that, I'm playing Janda Arc on PSP because you know it's Fire Emblem, but without the. You're still you're still at that one. Oh, I love this game. It's fun. Cool. Good game. Ten out of ten. Not really, but <laughs> it's good. If you want a game that but never don't invest in anybody because. People will come and go from your party all the time. And you're like, I don't know who to fucking grind up. I quit. I spent all my time grinding one character, and they're like, 
I don't like you anymore. And they <laughs> left. And then, like, three missions later, they're like, okay, I'm bad on my own. I need you guys. So, a yeah, good little game. Look into it. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I know what the game's about. It's 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 definitely not bad by any means. No, no it's it's a it's a fun experience. Yeah. Um, and if you're watching the Twitch stream right now, you can see a little uh, little gameplay view of the game going on. Me playing so. IRL. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was uh, I got Nino Kuni too. I've been playing the the fuck out of that game. Ooh. Um, nice. It's easier than I'd want it to be, but it's a very relaxing experience of a game. It's not. It's what Xenoblade Chronicles should have been. Oh, yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 should have been. <laughs> what you mean? So, um, anime style with uh, better characters. Mm-hmm. Not cringe. <laughs> not cringe. Uh, good voice acting as opposed to the atrocious atrocities that the atrocious Xenoblade Chronicles uh, atrociously so you... put in. <laughs> so you would you would say it's mixed at best. Got it. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, the battle system is is uh, more engaging, I, I think, than Xenoblade Chronicles two, uh, and it was a lot more simple to pick up. Mm-hmm. The there is this world building element in both games um more useful to actually do it in Nino Kuni 2 as opposed to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 so a lot of both games mirror each other but Nino Kuni 2's does everything better and it's and it's art style doesn't look like this hazy mess that kind of Xenoblade had on the Switch <laughs> since it's on the oh, PS4 yeah. uh, cool. but it's much easier than Xenoblade there aren't like crazy uh, skill gaps or random s- level seventy-two enemies in the tutorial area. You know that sounds awesome. Um, nice. <laughs> Game comes right off the bat, tells you this isn't about fucking handouts, kid. You got to earn your shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's it's a fun game. It knows exactly what it wants to be. It knows what its goal is. Uh, it, it's. It's more for a relaxing experience than a challenging one. Uh, nice. Whether you find that negative is up to you. I do. Fuck it. Yep. So we got uh, we got some news to get to. Unless uh, you guys got some else, something else you want to say. Mm, I think I'm good. No. Nah. Well, all right. Let's get to the news. <laughs> <laughs> what what is this? <laughs> I like the reaction so far. Uh, I take it you've never played an Alex Kid game before. No, I've heard the jingle. I'm just very confused why he's around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Played it very briefly at your place, JD. On your Switch. Uh, which one did we play again? Okay, it was on the Switch. That's all I remember. I don't remember which one we played. It couldn't. It couldn't have been the one that makes you die, like falling down a ladder. <laughs> Probably not. Because <laughs> that, that game's a, a stress test. If I ever had one. <laughs> oh boy. Ah, uh, all right. So uh, the Sega FES uh, 2018 happened. Basically, a Sega convention. 
Nice. And uh, there was a few few notable things that came out of it. Yep, Sega. <laughs> Fuck, I should have had that as the new uh, as the news dropped. Look how I? much you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> That's okay. Well, Alex Kidd is Sega. What, who am I? Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> yeah, That's perfect. The most relevant Sega character, <laughs> so, Alex Kidd. <laughs> I can use it as the well, outro. Well, the Sega Ages collection was announced uh, for the Switch. Uh, not confirmed in North America. I imagine it'll eventually come out. Um, and three games were announced uh, for it, such as Sonic the Hedgehog, Thunder Force, Thunder, Thunder Force, Thunder, Farts, Thunder yes. Force Four, and Fantasy Star. Nice. Mm, so fun news there. Um, typical Sega releasing a compilation of their past games on the newest console. Never. Done I don't think before. it's anything new. Say again, Kevin. They never did that before. This is all new. No, never, <laughs> never. right? No. no, no, no. It's a first. <laughs> We're making history here, people. Yeah. Uh, what one one um one comment I've been seeing floating around is uh the expectation that they'll revamp and upgrade these games that will be released for it, such as what happened with the PS2 Sega Genesis collection or Sega collection. You know how they uh revamped golden axe and and um alien syndrome a game we actually covered on the on the cast all, one of yeah. i think that was the first episode too all those Space. beautiful sprites ruined by polygons <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't expect they'll do this at all yeah it costs money exactly and they're gonna make money just releasing the ge- releasing the game on the switch just as is <laughs> uh, Co- colin what do you think I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have a chance to really look at the news for this. Like I said, I've been an extremely busy guy. But well, based on Sega's history, do you expect they'll revamp the games? Do you want them to revamp the games? Uh, that depends. I mean, Sonic Mania was a really nice revamp, but yeah, it's well, that was s- a new game. These are the same games coming out again. Yeah, I've I've never played any Thunder Force or Fantasy Star, so I can't really weigh in on that. But if it if they're making it like accessible for a, a modern audience to like get a piece of Sega history, then I think it I think it'd be pretty cool as long as they don't try to make it into 3D, give everybody a sword like Sonic. <laughs> uh no. It, I... Well, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> uh, they announced the Mega Drive slash Genesis Mini. Uh, no games were shown that are going to be on it. And it will be made by At Games. Yes, 10 out of 10. NES killer. Fuck you, SNES <laughs> Mini. The- <laughs> uh, yeah, Se- Sega's releasing this. Uh, again, no surprise, but people are going to go nuts for it. They're going to buy the shit out of this. Of course. I'm going to disagree on this one. Really? Because, look, At Games has been shitting out the same fucking Genesis clone mini console over and over and over with the same shitty emulation and the same shitty controllers. And I don't understand why people are like, oh my god, this one's gonna be great. And it's not. It's gonna be the same shitty one over and over. Like, Sega couldn't even be bothered to make it. Like, come on. It's not. I don't understand how you can't get Genesis emulation right when my phone can do it gonna be bad so for those that don't know at games is a notorious plug-and-play maker and uh they 
half-ass a lot of things. Uh, what they're most notable for is having this plug-and-play version of Sonic the Hedgehog, and the audio is atrocious. It, like, it's sort of the Sonic Hedgehog tune, but it's pitches lower, it's super deep. So ima- imagine the imagine the Sega is now Sega. <laughs> pretty shitty. Shit like that. It's um but yeah, as Kevin stated, they they're not they're not good. They're not. And I don't understand I still why. think it'll sell. It'll I think I still think because uh the retro gaming community is insane these days <laughs> and the uh the nostalgia value was there for the NES and the SNES mini. It will be there for this as well. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's actually a Review Tech USA video where he actually reviews that Genesis flashback by At Games, and he did not like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the things he brought up was that the thing was really, really light. <laughs> like he, in his words, he could fart and it would fly across the room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! See, it, people complain about the at game systems all the time, and yet they still fucking buy them. Yeah, really. Is it just the insanity of retro gaming? Could be, <laughs> or the growing pains. People, I guess it might take a while for some people to wise up. Hmm. But so the pra- uh, last what he praised the controllers at the very least, but. Everything else about it was just, he did not like it. There's, like, way too many glitches in the games. And, like, oh, for, yeah, Castlevania for the Castle... Lines. Yeah, sorry. For the, for the Castlevania game, it, it that was built into the system, it was right before getting to Dracula, the game would just freeze. And you basically <laughs> couldn't beat the game. That's just one of the problems. Oh, no. Well... Uh, the last bit of news was finally something super positive and new and and uh, somewhat unexpected, and that's the announcement of Shenmue 1 and 2 HD will be coming to the PS4, Xbox, and PC. Cool. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I've been curious to play Shenmue for a while, but never could get around to it, partly because I don't have a Dreamcast. Yeah, and Shenmue <laughs> 2 uh, in the West only came out on the Xbox. The original oh, so yeah. hooray load times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah uh i think this is a really smart move uh i i kind of expected it but i wasn't hearing any announcements for it so uh this is this is pleasant news uh what a way to to really get the hype up for shenmue 3 especially if you were to, you were afraid that people weren't gonna buy it or play it because they hadn't played the uh the first two yeah absolutely um, the, yeah, this is just a smart move on their part. For sure. To to port it. Kevin? I have, are you interested now in the Shen Shenmues? Absolutely zero interest in Shenmue. And why is that? It just looks Are you just a hater of games? Yeah, <laughs> you I drink hate, Haterade? I drink a monster. <laughs> I just I Shenmue looks boring as shit to me, I'm sorry. Oh man, you're a horrible person. I just <laughs> saying from what I've seen, I've never played it. I'm being I'm saying that it just does not it looks way too slow paced for me. That's all I'm saying. Ugh. I don't know. I can make noises too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It, it looks okay. Two out of ten. Uh mm. well. 
That's that. I mean, it's it's not cool. much news that came out, but everyone, a lot of people are hyped for uh, for the Shenmue's coming out. I I really enjoyed the first game. I'm definitely gonna have to go back, uh, pop open the Dreamcast, and, and play it some more. Uh, it's been it's been too long. Uh, Shenmue two, I haven't finished actually. Uh, oh, yeah? I only got I about halfway, guess. and then I just got distracted with life stuffs. As one does. Oh, uh, so what happened before I play the third? Third and and, and I don't expect the third one's going to come out until twenty twenty anyways. So I got plenty of time. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Am, am I back? Yeah, you're fine. I, yeah, I some, can hear you. I couldn't hear you guys for like twenty whole seconds. I thought I died. Oh. oh. Huh. Well, okay. Pretend nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a cool little redemption story, guy uh, guy out for revenge kind of thing. Um, I I do vaguely remember the first game coming with uh an extra disc of just the cutscenes. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so you could just watch the 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 movie scenes unfold in front of you hmm. <laughs> in the Dreamcast graphics. <laughs> All right. Well, if anyone nobody has anything else to say, I got a fun little topic uh, lined up. You're pregnant, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it is the rise of female protagonists in gaming. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay! I'm having fun with that. <laughs> You're gonna get very carried away. Well, no, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. You need that on there. <laughs> uh, I'm not getting the freaking DJ Z horn. All right, so me, me, and Josh will handle that. Got it. <laughs> oh, you're gonna hurt. You're gonna hurt the thing I'm having fun with. Exactly. <laughs> Life is pain. Life is pain. Well, all right. So, in the in the in in most recent years, uh, especially last year in 2017, we saw a drastic rise in female protagonists in gaming. Absolutely. Uh, and I've I've I put in the agenda just certain examples that just popped into my head. Uh, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, Senua from from my my personal uh, favorite game of the year uh, last year, which was Hellblade. Two uh, B from Near. Chloe and Nadine in the Uncharted series, uh, Aiden Versio from the Star Wars Battlefront game of all things, yeah. and then we've even seen many strong side ca- strong side female characters just kind of amplify games up even more. We saw it in Assassin's Creed Oranges. <laughs> <laughs> that joke. <laughs> yeah, Ask Creed Oranges. I like it. Uh, and Persona Five, especially a, a game. Uh, Kevin, you may you might you might know a thing or two about right now. Makoto is best girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're about to join the anime world with that kind of language. Absolutely not. <laughs> you already joined wrestling. It's a matter of time. Shut wrestling and anime are the same thing. Shut your mouth, you weirdo weebs. Join <laughs> us. Join us. Maybe I'll get Kevin. What were you? I gotta I gotta ask before we go into this. What were your thoughts over the main event of WrestleMania? Uh, it happened. <laughs> like I I will say I'm kind of shocked they didn't let. Uh, Roman Reigns win, but I also heard backstage Brock was pissed after the show because he was pissed. <laughs> People were booing and not caring about the match at all. But at the same time, what the fuck did you expect, Brock? <laughs> <laughs> I, the ma- I like how you've just gotten into it, and you're like, "Come on, even I know this thing." <laughs> I, I want to like Roman Reigns because I like. I'll. This is gonna get real homo right. I think he's a like attractive guy and he looks cool, but like he just 
boring as fuck to watch. <laughs> Thank you. And then Seth Rollins is there, and he's way cooler. There you go. Okay, so you've you've been watching it for like a week, and you're you already have a better mindset. Yep. <laughs> okay, so back to female protagonists in gaming. Right, Roman Reigns. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> I hate you. Ah. <laughs> uh, so what what do you think brought on this uh, kind of revolution in in just this increase in female protagonists and and hard ass side characters and women looking badass and or or just being at the forefront of gaming right now? Yeah, I think there's just been more demand for it lately, or at least the demand is more audible with the internet becoming such a becoming basically a household thing. And plus, there have been a number of really good female protagonists even before this year and last year. I mean, you got Jade from Beyond Good and Evil. You got every female protagonist in Persona 3 and 4. You've got uh, Odin Sphere, where you get to play as three different women. Mm-hmm. And... Mm, there's the Final Fantasy games as well. They've they tend to have some pretty good female protagonists. Sure, uh, I usually see the 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 strong uh, female characters in a lot of RPGs. Um, not so much in in say action games. It wasn't until more or less the last decade where they started getting more and more uh, prominent. Yeah, I, I think um, the Metroid Prime games had something to do with that. Mm, maybe. It's I wouldn't possible. say Metroid was kind of the the catalyst to it all. Like, as just a Would contributing you? factor is what I'm saying. Uh, I I'll just put on some Persona Five gameplay as uh, as we start talking. Wait, I know <laughs> I know a game really did it. I just gotta look up the name to make sure I get it right. Ah yes, Darkened Sky for GameCube is the is the game that set female protagonists ablaze. By the way, uh, you're gonna have to elaborate on that. It is a game centered it. around collecting Skittles. What? That's a game for GameCube. You've got by the to way. be kidding! No, me. it exists. It's a it's a third person action adventure developed by Boston Animation. Okay, essentially, it was a game about like collecting <laughs> Skittles, like it was a bad Western RPG. And then, like, the Skittles deal ran through, so they just changed the cover art, but the whole game is about collecting Skittles. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Women... That, sounds, that sounds like it's set gaming back 10 years. <laughs> Women's Revolution 2018. Okay. Right. By the way, sorry guys, my landlord's family is being noisy yet again. Uh, that's fine. Fight them. I don't know if you can hear them. So, when it... <sighs> I want to say a game like Bayonetta kind of oh yeah was a catalyst Ooh, that's the, that, that's that, the like when I what I mean there's beyond good and evil but as as the game got good reviews it didn't sell very well uh, and then and then you know Metroid people knew Samus was female um, she is or she is f- female yeah not was <laughs> <laughs> Samus wasn't it's 2018 who knows maybe the next metroid she'll have a sex change yeah, i don't know <laughs> progressiveness am i right <laughs> be super progressive make him a man yeah. oh no 
<laughs> I don't know. People awful. have been calling for Link to be a woman in some Zelda games. Those people could be wrong. That's fine. <laughs> what? Well, the game's called Zelda. Just make Zelda the main character for a game and have Link be the damsel in distress. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if they could do it on the CDI, they could do it now. Okay, now you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you for a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying, if a shitty if a shitty console and a shitty game could do it, then a good console and a good game can do hey, it. Hey, don't make fun of the Wii U. What? <laughs> oh, what? Oh, sorry. You were talking about the CDI. Whatever. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It was. I don't know. So when when I when I when I just think about strong female characters and and what what brought on this yes it's it, colin it, you're absolutely right it's definitely the times we live in uh there's much more calling for it but i also think it's more kind of i hate to say it but underlying reasons as in a lot of people don't want the blank slate male protagonist anymore who's op as shit uh <laughs> you want the you want the character that's hot and attractive and can have panty shots and you know and span out great tits <laughs> stonking great titties <laughs> you know take old bitties you might say yes, uh, i mean shit they turned the fatal frame uh franchise into a cosplay horror game pretty much you know it used to be it used to be just two creepy japanese girls getting lost in a creepy japanese village and now it's now it turned into a uh, it, like I said the the cosplay thing. You turn on a Resident Evil game, and now now the uh, the, the uh, Jill Valentine's booty goes on for days. You know, it's things yeah. like that. Pretty much. That's that. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's a driving factor into why people care and want to play the games. It's not so much. Not every game can be like a a Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, where the whole game is centered around just this female character being an endearing story uh, uh, story written character yeah and of, and of course the existence of games like Dead or Alive and Senran Kagura that kind of drives that point home right they're making a game for the Switch to use the HD rumble to well so you can rub tits in video games on the Switch <laughs> tits and thighs <laughs> Where do I find this game for research purposes? Uh, I believe it's coming out in 2019. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> Need to research. <laughs> oh, there's a vi- there's a video of the game maker, like he's holding a silicone boob in one hand, right? Yes. And then he's like programming the HD rumble as he's squeezing it to to match <laughs> the, the motion and feel. Good. I'm glad people are really developing things that are important to society. Jeez oh, Louise. <laughs> Oh man! You know why there will never be a cure to certain diseases in this world? That guy. <laughs> I almost spit up my water. <laughs> I could make your computer crash. You just figured out how all this stuff works, and then you just waterlog it. <laughs> oh boy! But that's why I say like Bayonetta was the, was the ca- catalyst because it's a it's a sexy, powerful female with a with a batshit crazy story like what what else is there so then we get so then we get the uh i mean not every game is going to be nadine and chloe being badass women in the uncharted universe 
No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's be honest. They were better characters than Nathan Drake ever wa- was. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Actually, I can't believe we mouth. didn't mention we didn't mention Life is Strange at all. Because. Oh yeah, indie <sighs> indie games indie games I've noticed uh, as well have have a ton of. Uh, female character Celeste just came out on the Switch yeah. in January. It's that's in the line for Game of the Year. It has well it, before God of War comes out. It was the best rated, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, game of the uh, game of the year to date. Yeah, and um, heck, back in 2014, we got Freedom Planet, which is an all female cast basically. Yeah, furry. Well, furry I mean, dreams. those are also animals. Furries, man, <laughs> you can't count them out. It's 2018. <laughs> I'm like Sonic fans, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, the fe- the females come in all forms and sizes, <laughs> pretty much, and species apparently. Yeah, it's it's just um, I I don't want to I don't want to be the bad guy here, but I also think it it I I also get the feeling that there's this sense of obligation to create a game now with a female character. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. almost like you have to you have to have this progressive mind, yeah, which I don't totally agree with. I, yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. I really I hate when that vibe. when a game has a female protagonist, but like they have to shove it in your face. Be like, a strong female protagonist goes on a wild adventure. I'm like, or she's just a person. You know, we could say both. Like, <laughs> you don't have to shove in my face that she's a strong female lead. Like, because then I get like annoyed and I don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, what? Well. well what what annoys me is um, when I'm I'm playing a game and at least in in these recent years now, where you have a female lead and the the people in because ch- let's face it there's not a lot of females in the gaming industry uh, these, so these are men mostly writing these characters I imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they always seem to go out of the way to make the character weak, very weak at first, or they put them in precarious positions, such as uh, be it rape or or their boyfriend cheated on them, or you know the the list can go on from there. Just just weird things uh, to to make the character just not be a strong female. Instead, like Bayonetta is it actually in sense very endearing in, in in that aspect like she she owns up to her her nature and who she is yeah she's sexually exploited beyond beyond reason but she's very strong like no one fucks with her kind of thing yeah uh you guys you guys feeling what i'm saying here i am reading yeah. what you're selling and, yes and you got games like the new tomb raider reboot where they the female protagonist learns to be strong over time like it made sense in the in the first one where she she was just this little girl you might say uh, there was a couple scenes in there I could have done without um, yeah you know where the guy was like had, you know choking her against the uh, powerful scene don't get me wrong yeah um, yeah uh, but I I I do agree that it just feels too much like the devs were trying to prove she was strong by having the environments beat the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, we never... Well, we we, uh, we actually uh, played a the first Tomb Raider for the cast, which we'll get to later, and we, we just didn't see that in those games. Yeah. 
but then again, during the mid-90s, there weren't a lot. As we found out trying to pick games for the cast, it was a lot harder uh, to find uh, games with a, f- a female protagonist yeah, back then. I was having so much trouble trying to find one that was over 15 years old. Or two of them, yeah, I should say. Exactly. And it was, so when Josh, when Josh uh, made the topic, I was very excited. I'm like, fuck, we don't, we just don't have a lot of games to choose from other than Metroid. Alicia Dragon. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, Val- like, I, like I mentioned earlier, there's a, lot, like, there's a ton of RPGs out there that have a, a uh, supporting cast of female characters. Sailor take Moon. Fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> Although, well, Odin Sphere is kind of an exception because you actually get to play as those characters. Plus, it's an action RPG. Uh, to an extent, uh, what 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 bugs me is is in, ga- in games of past, it's always the male character, though. And then you have a cast, you know? And it, I, I think the game that comes to mind is Star Ocean 2. You can choose between being the female or the male character, if I have that correct. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, that that's one of the differences. But then when we played, like, Dragon Quest V, uh, you had the male character, and he, and he meets the girl and marries and, you know, what, what have you. Uh, great game, by the way. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a progression of the story. Spoilers! Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. What, what are your what, what are your thoughts uh, in in depth on on the subject? I have no problem with games having female characters, but like, I don't know. Same, like it just, I don't. I, like I said before, I don't want it to be shoved down my throat. Like, okay, it's just a character that is a girl. Like, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, uh, actually, when it comes to the new like Tomb Raider, I remember people were like. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lara's so strong in this game. She becomes like a strong, independent woman, and she learns how to be herself. I'm like, yeah, but if I was talking about Uncharted, you just big Nathan Drake's fucking cool. Look at this guy jumping over shit. Like, just treat it like that, you know? Just don't like. I don't like yeah. it being. Well, that's what that's what the Tomb Raider games used to be. Yeah, it was just yeah. that, and that's fine. And like, she's got guns and sunglasses, right. and then and she can jump hard. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> all it needs to be. And like, you know, I won't lie. Obviously, there are games that totally sexualized characters but like you said before there's not a lot of women in the game industry so you have guys making these things and what do most men tend to like boobs like people <laughs> make things that they like that's just how how well, the world works yeah you know? well that's the other thing uh who's buying a lot of these games uh weird basement dwellers yeah. <laughs> Men and young boys. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. mostly. Like that's the demographic worldwide. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's be real here. Mo- way more guys gravitate toward games. Yeah. In all aspects than women. Right. So that's why I, I never feel like they're underrepresented. Just look, whatever the market is, you make stuff for that. If you want more like female characters, you know, get your girls to play games, and then they will make more games for them. Yeah. Otherwise, you try to well, make it work, and then it doesn't. I will. I will fully admit. Um, many of uh, many of my favorite games the last few years uh, feature a a female protagonist. Um, it's just like Hellblade and Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. I fucking adore those two games. Yeah, I love them. And and it's and it 
to me, it, Horizon Zero Dawn never felt like uh, Aloy never felt like she had to be a female. Yeah, and that's what's great yeah. about it. Yeah, I really liked that. And plus, there uh, were there were no like sets of armor or what have you that looked sexually exploitative. They all looked practical. Right. Yeah, everything made sense. Uh, I really, I really appreciate things like that when I see it in gaming. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go back to Fatal Frame, uh, Maiden of Blackwater every time, where I pop that game in. I gotta play. I gotta like Twitch stream that because it's it's just super fucking funny on what they what they did to a horror game, and you're just like, oh, it's so spooky. Oh, I tripped. Look at my panties. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, that's what the game became. So I'm like, I'm not scared anymore. I'm just like, ooh, what's going to happen next? Is she going to fall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of got that vibe when I was playing uh, Danganronpa Ultra Despair Girls. You kind of saw a lot of that. <laughs> it's for the plot. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, exactly. The, the quote-unquote plots. Mm, um plot so much plot <laughs> you know and, and and we can't we also can't pretend that uh you know there's always an expectation with female and females and how they how they look and are portrayed in certain media uh even in reality attractive i mean look at look at look at the wwe in 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 the women there they, the revolution though the the trend now is is 20 year olds are getting uh like facial reduction and and uh, lip injections hard when it used to be, you know, 30s and 40s when you were starting to, you know, let's say age. What the yeah. hell is a... Did you say a facial reduction? Yeah, yes. It, it's like some procedure, they, you know, like uh, reducing oh. cheekbones oh. or... I thought you meant like, I need less or, uh, face up here. Can you move my face? <laughs> I think you meant like I believe that's the right terminology you use, but... I don't plan on getting any facial surgery, so I don't need to know the terms <laughs> properly. <laughs> could, could come in You get the idea. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the Kim Kim Kardashian type type appeal and look. Gotcha. Which is, I always find, yeah. by the way, less attractive. I do as well. It looks fake and disgusting to me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It just doesn't look good on anybody when they're like, I need to make my face less human. If you can make me look <laughs> like an, an android, that'd be great. <laughs> Uh, so female protagonists. Uh, do we expect do we expect it to slow down in twenty eighteen, even twenty nineteen? I don't think so. No, it, um, yeah, me either. It's fine. I'm actually excited for a game like God of War to come out where you get an actual male character instead of a male blank slate character. Because without the without the, I think the female protagonists were so prevalent in in, in the few in just recent times here is because there even there hasn't been any male characters of interest yeah yeah i mean kratos was just this bloodthirsty mongrel and uh now he seems to be you know uh he has a purpose a dad he's yeah a, he's dead he's dead he's a dad dad of war <laughs> could it be great <laughs> now he's got to get to valhalla properly you know yeah, that, yeah. that kind of stuff going on yeah. I like how he also transcended mythology, by the way. Like, he lived in one universe, now he's like, eh, now Norse. Like, it's not one yeah. universe. Yeah, I'm sure he just moved. 
I'm soon, sure he just moved. Yeah, it's going to be Japanese mythology soon. Turns out Zeus and mythology mythology is only uh, only prevalent to nation borders. Ah, yes, good. <laughs> I forgot that's how, that's how gods work. Yes, they follow <laughs> human borders. <laughs> okay, well, what do you say we got we uh, we move on to our main topic of interest? Sounds good to me. Yeah, boy. Yeah? Boy! Is my monster still <laughs> juice in there? No. Ah! I'm sad. Thought I had more. What do I want to use first? Uh. Boots. <laughs> you gotta pick all this time to pick a sound effect? Just pick one. <laughs> I almost thought you cut out for a second. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, okay. What time are we at? 48. Cool. Just making my time stamps. All right, so female protagonists are, uh, as our theme. Yeah. And since Josh isn't here... Shoot. Too bad for him, right? Right. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, why don't we just uh, go straight into a heavy hitter? Which is the first pick. Who wants to cover that one first? Mm, Colin. I hate you. Uh, you are welcome. <laughs> yep, the first pick is Tomb Raider. The original Tomb Raider for PS1, among other things. And? Again, I hate you. <laughs> it's not on the Saturn. <laughs> Fuck off. But it is. It's, it was actually nobody originally played made it for on the Saturn. Saturn. Get over it. Nobody cares about the Saturn. <laughs> Colin and I have played it on the Saturn. Okay, well, that's fine. You and can go oh back to, to Bizarro World <laughs> in Canada. Ugh. But, yeah, I I used to love this game when I played it on the PC growing up. Of course, it was just the demo version, but I played the heck out of it. But, honestly, it really hasn't aged well. No, it's quite rough, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, sure, it was yeah. one of the early attempts at a 3D platforming game, but uh, nowadays. Core, core, uh, developed by Core Design, published by Eidos, uh, released October 25th, 1996. Hmm. So yeah. there you go. Pretty much. Yeah, so... So, if you're watching on Twitch now, I, I just threw up a long play of the very first Tomb Raider on the PS1. Since you guys are, are negative Nancy's about the Sega Saturn version, which is actually much superior than the PS1 yeah, version. Yeah, here's the thing, and though. that's because it was originally made for it, and the, and the designer didn't want... He, I think he had a beef with PlayStation at the time, and he's like, no, I'm only making this for the Sega Saturn. It's not about <laughs> who did it first, it's about who did it better. Well, the Sega Saturn did it better. Uh, but PlayStation took the character to the next level, that's for sure. Because it did it better, yeah, right? Yeah. Except it. Yeah. <laughs> the Saturn is a false I, god. I, <laughs> the I don't want you know, I think the graphically and polygonally the game still holds up as well as any like Saturn and PS one game would. Mm -hmm. It's the controls that don't hold up. Oh no, yeah. Don't. Yeah. I, I remember. Mean, how I mean, long? How long did it take us to get used to the used to the controls? Couple hours, probably. <laughs> I, I just remember 
running into so many walls because just turning Lara is a real chore. <laughs> Can't even <laughs> like, count Lara, the number. Lara, come on. Yes, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Okay, okay, make the jump. Make the Lara, stop hitting the invisible walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sidestep, sidestep. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The, the, control, the controls feel like a chore from the get-go. Yeah. Can't even count the number of times she would have broken her nose in real life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I remember, I, God. Um, yeah, just playing just playing that first section of the game, that first story, that first chapter. Yeah. Every, everything is a learning experience and a, and a trial to your patience, just dealing with the controls. Because don't get me wrong, in 1996... It, it, when you played this right then and there, this was just, you know, graphically you were impressed. Uh, Lara w- was a, a strong female character. You know, you wanted to you wanted to, to go on the adventure with her. You wanted to, you her wanted to be shorts. this badass girl with with dual with dual pistols shooting wolves and and bears in a cave. Uh, you know, it, it it was more than just the just the uh, obviously the the horrible and stiff controls all the time (laughs) yeah yeah i totally get that i mean the game does have its charm like the old corny 80s action 80s 90s action movie vibe that it was going for that that i felt succeeded at least in the cutscenes. oh absolutely i well you even got that in, in in a few of the controls they tried to add in such as the uh the really high uh, back flipping and and side flipping and yeah and the and having and the, grabbing just ledges the dual guns all the time yeah and the 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 leaping across gaps and grabbing ledges yeah it's it's definitely all there yeah I mean, what do you, you think get... Kevin I I'm gonna, I mean I didn't get a whole lot of time to play this but I dabbled in the first area a little bit it it's rough and then I remembered I had the Wii anniversary collection. And uh, okay. what's weird is even with a modern game, motion controls make it feel like it's in the PS1. Is, <laughs> isn't that ironic? <laughs> well, I, ha- I, I have the anniversary edition as well. I have it, I have it for the, uh, I believe I have it for the Xbox and the PSP because I just, I love the first game so much. Um, and I have it on the Saturn. And it just because it, the controls are, are bad doesn't mean it plays awful no but, is how i put but it's it. rough yeah i get it's, it's a it's a rough experience uh that's that's why the anniversary edition is such a uh, a nice nice experience comparatively mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, i get what you're you saying can, you can play this you can play this adventure the more or less the way they probably envisioned it back then they just couldn't because they didn't really know how to how to utilize a, a control scheme quite yet because it was it was a good three four years ahead of its time. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, plus you get okay. to fight get to fight bears, velociraptors, a freaking T Rex. All things. That oh, exist. the T Rex! The T Rex scene scene is insane. Yeah. Um, I I, I remember I I remember. Now I got a much different experience playing it on the uh, on the Saturn as opposed to the anniversary edition. Colin, you were you were there when I when I got it. We played it together. Yeah, for Moose I was and like, Spiel. oh, I remember this area. Where is it? Where is it? But the stiff controls 
yeah. actually make you feel fear in what's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus the thumping of You're the like, screen. You're like, just jump, just jump, just jump. No! <laughs> yeah. It's coming for me! <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, boy. That was such a crazy playthrough. <laughs> there's, there's a shit ton of clipping, though, in the game for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fourth gen clipping. Third? Fourth. <laughs> What generation was this? Bad. Yeah, I still remember. I still it's the remember PlayStation it. generation. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember that cutscene with the uh, the Canadian lumberjack-looking guy with the really bad Southern accent. Oh my God! Yeah, that's how. So the first chapter uh, has an epic ending. You know, yeah. she's a, she's just escaped from the t- her fir- very first tomb. You know, you're all excited. You're like, okay, boss battle against this evil dude. He's got a gun in front of you. And what, what you know, he, st- he talks some shit in a, in a terrible southern accent. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to kick the shit out of him. It's yeah. actually just a cutscene where he basically runs straight at Lara and she roundhouse kicks him. Yeah. <laughs> 80s style. And just then that's drops it. him. <laughs> you don't actually do anything. Yeah. Well, that's not entirely true. I mean, you get out of the water. He's firing a gun at you. You just pump four shotgun shells into him and then in the cutscene all he has is a wound on his arm <laughs> classic video game yeah logic. you don't do anything <laughs> you get out bah! pretty <laughs> much over. if you're watching the twitch stream right now i got i got i just put on this random ps1 long play of tomb raider and this guy's just barreling through the game oh, no yeah. issues oh yeah i th- i think it's because uh the controls are are upgraded or updated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it looks so much easier than than the experience that I had. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I go this way, then I go this way. No problem. Oh, I can just turn the camera over here. Easy, easy. <laughs> Kevin, do you think you would like this game more uh, with everything graphically updated and controls? Yeah. Control-wise? I gotta play the reboot. The reboot's nothing like these originally, right? No. Yeah, it's an okay game. I want to give it more time to really make a decision. But from what I played and like the dabbling I've played, it's pretty good. It just I need to develop time with it. <laughs> yeah, with better controls, I probably would have loved this game. Absolutely. Well, you said you played it on the PC growing up, right? Yeah, I guess it was a... I don't know, I guess I had more patience for it back then. Because, little kid. (laughs) I was basically, with how how my parents were with my playing of video games, I was pretty much a starving man in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so, what do we got? Mixed mixed reactions on it? Yeah, I mean, if you want to see a slice of video gaming history, check it out. Oh, oh. oh boy! All right. What? What? <laughs> what? I can't get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I'm loving the reactions. I keep I keep saying that. I'm it's too good. Nightmares. <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> so Kevin, why don't you uh, why don't you get us into your pick? Since you only had the one. Uh, yeah, because you guys are jerk anyway. So I, a long time ago, on my 3DS, I saw this game release, and it was called Chante, French, obviously, 
And I was Ooh. like, I never heard Enchanté. Enchanté, yes, the you know the purple haired warrior. And I <laughs> downloaded it. I was like, oh, this is a fun little five dollar like Game Boy Color Virtual Console release. I never heard of it. I go look it up online, and it's like a two hundred dollar game. And I was like, huh, retro collecting yep, is real it's stupid. Quite expensive. So, Enchanté uh, <laughs> is what I would describe to people as Zelda Two done right. Ooh. Ah, yeah. That's a good way it's, to yeah, put it. It's like a side-scroller, kind of Metroidvania-ish, like, puzzle platformer. Come out. Uh, it, like, if you took, like, the Ocarina of Time mechanic, like, of playing the Ocarina and replace it with Shantae's genie hip-dancing. Yeah. 2002 is when it came yeah, out. Yeah, so it came out, like, uh, when the Game Boy Advance is already out. Yeah, yeah, so it was, like, one of the last... Um, last Game Boy Color game, I game think. Game Boy Color games, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really really good little puzzle platformer. Uh, it's just way yeah. too expensive for most people. Good thing there's emulation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you you used to be able to get it on your 3ds, as far as I know. You used to what? No? Get it on what? Sorry, I don't think you can get it on your 3ds anymore because the virtual nope, console is closed. Or is that just on the Wii? No, it's just on the Wii. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I got it onto it, my 3ds over the past couple weeks. Yeah. It's it's uh, it, it is definitely a game you shouldn't you shouldn't miss out on. Kevin, you're uh you're 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 you, you mentioned that it's Zelda 2 done right. I couldn't agree more with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really fucking good. They're like the the numbers that pop up when you kill an enemy, the side scrolling very confusing level layout. I liked everything about it. I can't even think of it. I didn't thing. even think it was that confusing of a game actually. Uh it has this kind of castle Castlevania uh, Metroid kind of level design where instead of say okay how about this instead of say in, in Metroid where you get a weapon to unlock other areas in Shantae you get transformations where she would transform into different uh, various animals uh, such as a monkey uh, to jump higher an elephant to ram through things um, mm-hmm. and what have you Uh and she's a genie, so she just does a little little specific dance, and that, that gets her in, into that. And uh, at first, that was actually kind of confusing to what I was supposed to do, because um, I just wasn't really thinking outside the box like that, or even inside the box, better yet. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- this game reminded me more closer to the progression in, say, uh, Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. Got nothing hmm. with the with the uh, with the level designs and animal transformations to get you to the new areas. It reminded me of that exact game, just with this female character who's a genie and she uses her hair as an attack. She whips her hair back and forth. She whips <laughs> her hair forth. back and forth. She whips her hair. Uh, the joke was there. We all had to say it. It's too <laughs> obvious. <laughs> and I also I also did research. This was actually the last genuine game released as an eight bit title. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Before you know the the retro gaming scene came along, the start of like back making uh, uh, retrograded. Axiom uh, Verge is uh, a retro game design so. game. It is not. Oh my god, it's a new game. I will fight you. Don't do this. <laughs> it's in a re- it's in a retrograded retro style. This was the uh, the last pure like eight bit made game. Ah uh, yeah, yeah. I-, I found that pretty fascinating. I also really like the characters. Yeah. Uh, 
Shantae's kind of got a, a sassy little attitude to her, and and even the the main enemy, the pirate that uh, wants to, uh, who's who's by the way, I, I love I love the the simplistic plot of the game is uh, Risky Boots, mm-hmm. great name by the way for yeah. for uh, for the pirate enemy. Yeah, someone who acts risky and wears boots. <laughs> uh, Risky Boots is essentially uh, holding the Industrial Revolution hostage because she has a steam engine and she's going to pillage and plunder to her heart's desire because she can go faster. <laughs> Got to go fast. Absolutely. I, 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 I really quite found that more funny than I probably should have, but I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was super good. Uh, the, other, the other part I, I quite... Actually, what what surprised me was how well animated everything was in the game. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that. Like whether it was Shantae's movements, whipping of the hair, the transformations, uh, the way things she moving moves. in the foreground and background, the way she moves her sexy don't, little don't hips. Sex, don't sexualize. Oh well, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's she's right. A, she does a little tushy thing. That's she's right. A genie. Oh yeah. And when she's in crouch mode, if you're just standing still in crouch mode, she you just see her wiggle her butt. I'm like, what? yeah, Why? yeah, she wiggles her butt like a kitty cat. <laughs> it's a good. Uh, it's for the plot. Thank you. <laughs> Very but yeah, every, like everything down to um, the the real tight controls and, and movements of the characters, just so good. Tight butt. Yeah. I, I I really just and it, and it's and it's challenging too. Absolutely, it's, it's 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 not an easy game. It's quite challenging to an extent. Um, yeah. N- no complaints at all with this game. I don't know yeah, when I would... when I was playing it. Sometimes the platform could be a bit annoying because like at one point there's one stretch of green. It looks like you can stand on it, but whoosh, go right through it. It was part of the background. I'm like, come on. Really, I never. Uh... I don't remember having that kind of moment. And then there's those lizard heads that pop out from behind the waterfalls because you couldn't tell where they were before it was too late. Oh, uh, yeah, I I guess I can understand that. And then there's also but having I to I don't know. It's also having to push up and B in order to use like health potions, but they That's... didn't even make it possible to use them from the pause menu and pressing A because because the the A button does nothing in the pause menu. What the heck? Oh, that's right. Nope. Yeah, I mean, there's certain limitations that I guess they had to get by, but I don't know. I, I guess it didn't bother me too much because I just kept thinking, wow, this is a Game Boy Color game. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. But I, I also didn't really like how the game didn't really telegraph the insta-death pits that well because when you're jumping down from high areas. Life's about I lost surprises. so many lives that way. Life's all about surprises. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't have such a problem with it if it just maybe took away a little bit of health, but an entire life? Yeah. Other platforms do it. <laughs> yeah, there are plenty of games that do that. I know. Mario comes this... to mind. Uh, I've heard of that guy. This is like early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I, has anyone played any of the other Shantae's? Are they like this or no? I've played... uh, the, the sequel was good. I didn't like the most recent one that came out. Which one is that? Yeah, I've, I've played Hero. Half Genie Hero. Yeah, Half Genie Hero was not a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, the gameplay was kind of average and mediocre, but it has a really good visual style and an amazing soundtrack. 
but that's it became i i think the game went in the wrong direction with focusing on like waifu waifu characters <laughs> plot yeah yes yeah, apparently pirates curse is the best shantae game to date that's what i've heard too actually yeah isn't that the third one yeah i think so there's there's the original there's that weird one that only came out limited run pirates yeah, curse like risky's revenge and then pirates curse uh let's see here risky's revenge was 2010 and risky's pirates revenge. curse was 2014 okay so yeah that was the third one Ooh. yeah thank you wikipedia uh that's <laughs> that's not accurate you can edit those sources oh come on now yeah. you can, trust me nobody checks it and backs it up all my teachers said <laughs> that yeah yeah compared Comparing Half Genie Hero and Pirate's Curse's art styles, at least the the hand drawn art styles, I prefer Pirate's Curse. Just it looks better. Characters pop out a little more. Yeah, I hear you there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, out, outstanding uh, reviews from us guys. It's pretty good. Overall positive, yes. And I I'm I'm positive if if I were a kid. I'm positive as a kid if I had known about this and gotten a copy I would have loved the hell out of it <laughs> oh yeah I, I really I really yeah I, I wish I wish I was one of those kids when, with my Game Boy back then be like I want this game but I just didn't know about it I was young yeah me either shame might have accelerated my advance to puberty too ha <laughs> guys this episode's not about sexualizing female protagonists <laughs> boobs okay <laughs> it's kind of hard I not to you. with Shantae's character design <laughs> I hate you. Come at us, SJWs. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> this is a progressive episode. We're supposed to be talking about good things. <laughs> Boobs. I refuse to lie to myself. <laughs> yeah, way, way forward, way, way forward uh, has, a, has a good history. But uh, speaking of a good history is the next game, Colin. Yes. The next game is Mischief Makers for the Nintendo 64. And this game, I have a little bit of a history with, because uh, I, I remember playing it at, at Blockbuster very briefly one night. And I specifically remember it being at the Clan Ball Land stage, with the opening dialogue and such. But I remember being confused by the fact I couldn't play as one of the characters that was talking at the beginning of the level. I was like, who the heck is this green-haired chick? <laughs> but... Why should I care? But she's female Mega Man. That's who she is. <laughs> pretty much, except without a gun. But oh yeah, two words: shake, shake, <laughs> shake your booty. Shake, shake, indeed. <laughs> so this is a uh, this is another treasure game. Yeah, um, I was gonna mention same that. Ga- same people who made uh, Gunstar Heroes. Yep, and Dynamite Hetty, which was all covered earlier in this cast or mm-hmm. a previous episode. This and one. Ikaruga, for those who know about that one. Yeah, Treasure is solid. I, I can't think of a bad Treasure game that I've played, Yeah, honestly. Gunstar Superheroes. Yeah. And it was published by Enix before they merged with Squaresoft, which I found interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, I just remember seeing the Enix okay. logo in the in the startup menu. Or no, yeah, not... I, saw, I saw that. Yeah. It's interesting to note that the main developers in Treasure originally worked for Konami, and they had worked on Contra and Castlevania back then, which I guess okay. is part of what made Gunstar Heroes so 
so well loved. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it was the first 2D platformer on the N64. Oh, I didn't know that. Another, oh, According to Wikipedia, anyway. And <laughs> also, apparently, going into developing this game, the devs had very little knowledge of the inner workings of the N64, so they had a pretty harsh learning curve in the process. Yes, uh, and that is one of the main reasons why the game uses the D-pad, of all things. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's all they knew how to program for. They didn't know an analog stick or anything was coming... Uh, and it's also that also led to why the controls were so hard to get used to and not a hundred percent responsive. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, when I first booted this up, it, yeah, the controls just take took a long time to get get a handle on. Uh, but I was more or less surprised that oh my god, a game on the N sixty four, not Kirby, uses the D pad. Yeah, WCW versus NWO wrestling, God. <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin! Shh! Don't tell me all about life. You're a D-pad. Okay, you know what? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I am an analog stick. Yeah, I'm well, a you're a joystick. <laughs> nice. Don't even go there, Colin. Sick word. <laughs> uh, Kevin, what, 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 what did you think of Mischief Makers? Gonna, didn't play it. I don't have an N64. <laughs> but I tried. I thought you. Nope. I have zero N64, and I have zero love for that system. Why? Why, why, why? I think everything on it is ugly, I hate the controller, and anything I want to play on it is on something else now. Not Mischief Makers. And that, because I don't really care that much. <laughs> oh, come on. Right, there's, I, I, there's one game. I got addicted to this game, honestly. I've, I had a lo- real love-hate with the relationship with Mischief Makers. Uh, yeah. It looks cool, I'll give it that, but I was just like, yeah, it looks like Gunstar Heroes. That's neat. It looks like it looks like Gunstar Heroes uh, on the Genesis. the the N sixty four doesn't look any better than what Mischief Maker showed me. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I wish more N sixty four games looked like this instead of its textured, blocky nature that came with all the other games. Triangle joints. Yeah, every th- th- this just looked like what innovation would have done with a lot of other games if they didn't try it. Like, imagine a Mega Mega Man game that looked like this instead yeah. of what the monstrosity we had or Castlevania. Mega Man <laughs> Legends. Cool. Like that's that that's what came to mind, and uh, yeah, shake shake naturally. <laughs> shake 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 your booty. Shake your booty. Not a sexual podcast. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> God. Yeah, the game has the, a... I, I thought the very first opening stages were quite irritating. Because I get, I get that it was a lot of tutorial and the controls you know, took a lot of getting used to. Uh, with jumping jumping on things and I, I i did find it funny that the every tutorial was like well if you can't figure it out just shake things <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that was its solution to everything Pretty but much. i just thought that i just thought the tutorial took way too long and trying to get used to the controls and and introducing the story because there is a story there where the professor gets kidnapped and then there's an underlying plot and etc yeah. etc et uh 
the the opening stages I just found boring and more frustrating than anything. But once I got past all that, like once I faced that first boss fight uh, against this dragon thing, and you know he's it, it felt like a a, a two and a half D version of Punch Out. Oh uh, yeah. And using using the uh, the B button uh, to to block the punches and and uh, catch catch the slow punch to uh, throw it back at the enemy. I, I I like that was the turning point. It took two hours though to get to that point in the game, because uh, there was just there was just whether it be uh, levels that amounted to it felt like nothing to levels that were seemed to be just there to frustrate me, and I could never really get a handle on the jetpack thing. So I don't know if it was my controller uh, being unresponsive or the game itself. It's the N sixty four. Yeah, the yeah, it was a little awkward with all the. All the yellow C buttons for hitting the thrusters. Yeah, I don't know if I was hitting it incorrectly at improper times, but I could never get a uh, a good handle on how the thruster system worked. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I, yeah, uh, what do you think, Colin? What, what, what do you got? What do you got to say about the game other than what you've already said? <laughs> well, yeah, I found it a little. What do you think of Lady Mega Man? <laughs> yeah, I found it a little awkward at first, but. It's its way of doing things is definitely very unique. It's like, because mm-hmm. you don't jump on enemies or shoot them. You throw stuff at them or throw the enemies themselves, which you didn't... You can... I can't think of another game that does that besides maybe Donkey Kong Country. But Oh, yeah. I suppose so. Super Mario 2. Yeah, you also, you also grab onto stuff and... No one's heard of Mario, Kevin. We've been over this. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I like the whole t- 2.5D aesthetic. I like... I mean, the first boss fight that I can remember is like that rolling worm, which is easiest boss fight ever, but... I mean, no, it got I didn't a li- even count that as a boss fight, honestly. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I got as far as you did, but that's just cuz I didn't have a lot of time available to me, but I enjoyed playing it. The most annoying the most annoying enemy I came across uh at least in terms of the start of the game was uh this bee. Oh yeah. This bee boss battle. It's just it's just this giant bee type enemy and you had uh it'll it'll try to uh sting you with the stinger get you with its stinger uh and what happens is uh, a reticle will come up uh during these battles to show where you can grab it and, and shake it accordingly or or throw it in certain directions well you grab the bee and uh if you shake it uh jewels will come out and that's kind of your health bar system in this game are the are the jewels and what have you oh, yeah. uh but the bee will throw you off into lava because you're just battling on this small platform oh yeah so then if you so then you're like okay i don't do that uh how about i try to throw it off into the lava well you don't throw it more than like two inches or it doesn't give you enough time to kind of power up the throw like okay maybe i just gotta throw it up against the ground so you do that but there's no there's there's no indication on these uh, on on these fights, especially that one, that you're actually doing damage, and I had a real issue with that. Ah, oh, yeah, I I can understand that. 
So, but yeah, I, it's I find enough good with it, or enough that's enticing about it that I will probably keep playing this game after this podcast, all the way to the end. Oh, I'm 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 there with you. It's it's the good outweighs the bad in this case, is what I say. Yeah, absolutely. There's just no other game quite like it that I can think of. No, I can't either. Uh, I it's it's in that realm of third party uh, N64 games that get overlooked, but people regard as being pretty good. I mean, we've covered Jet Force Gemini. Uh, oh, even yeah. Josh and I good game. were just like, God, the controls were atrocious. Good game. <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't get over that fact. Uh, it's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's about all I've got to say oh, well, about it. Yeah, why don't we move on to the next one then? Sounds good to me. <laughs> all right. I so my first answer. pick, guys. Your fear effect, yo. Yo, yeah. yes. Woo. My first pick was a PS One game called Fear Effect. Yeah. Hot lesbian action, man. Whoa, buddy! Whoa! You calm, you calm your tits. I can't. This is all about strong, empowering women. <laughs> uh, funny enough, this game is uh, being uh, remade, uh, oh, coming nice. out later this year for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the first two, actually, I believe, not nice. just the first one. Comes out, uh, and and, and uh, they actually released a third. A third game in the series. Oh. Never heard about that. It was on the Switch. It came out like last month. <laughs> what? It was called Fear Effects Sedna. It huh. did? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Only on Switch? Uh, I think it also came out on PS4. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to continue on, uh, Fear Effect is a very interesting game. Um, it's an adventure that wants to be horror, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's closer to suspense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it has tank controls, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how, the only way they know how to do it. I don't know why this game has tank controls. I think I would have loved this game more if the tank controls didn't exist. Yeah, I agree. Um. The the other the other thing that this game do, uh, had at the time was it everything's cell shaded graphics so oh yeah I mark out hard with games in cell shit in cell shading techniques and this game was no exception. Uh, <laughs> oh look at that! Is it? It is on PS4. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a strategy game more than this uh, more than the adventure game yeah. sequence that the uh, the first two have. Lame. Uh, it does the same thing that Resident Evil and like the Final Fantasies of the time uh, did, where it would uh, have uh, the 2D characters on the 3D pre-rendered backgrounds. That's why you would get like the hyper-realistic fire sequences, and it wasn't actually a a, 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 a still screen. It took it took it the next step, where it was like a looping cinematic. That's why this game's on four discs on the PS One. Yeah. Because the game's only about... You can get through it in like six hours. It's not that long. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, you maybe break two and a half. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. 
but the but the game um, has cheap areas. Like you'll find yourself blasting through a section, then you'll turn a corner, and then you'll just die immediately. Yeah, that was... uh, for very for various cheap reasons. Uh, you'll definitely. I I found myself running into issues with like not knowing what to pick up in certain areas because just the graphical limitations of the time. Like things would blend in with the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I had that problem too. Uh, what was some other thing? Now, now more the 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 fun aspects. I I love the the callbacks to like certain movies, like Blade Runner. Absolutely, like, the whole opening sequence was like, oh, this is Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like straight from the movie with the the, uh, the 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 city panning and the futuristic and the hover cars and all of that, and then uh, the rest of the game seems to take elements straight out of the movie The Matrix. Oh uh, yeah, the one that stood out the most was the helicopter uh, scene where it's attacking and you got your two agents like fighting back in a building. <laughs> yeah. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of, you know, not not bad movies to make callbacks to. That's for sure, or take Absolutely. elements from. Did this come out before the Matrix? No, this game came out in two thousand one, I believe, Ooh, or two thousand. Really? I think the Matrix was what ninety nine. Oh, I didn't know that. Sounds about right. That's a late movie. Real early, the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix came out in ninety nine. There you go. Look at that. Nice. I learned something. So, uh, the the main female protagonist in this game, uh, you're actually three protagonist characters, so they're all kind of equal. Uh, and the main female in this one is actually a lesbian. Oh yeah. Which was breakthrough. It was uh, uh, revolutionary at the time. I don't think I I can't even say another game where the character is a lesbian, besides this one. Maybe the closest um, thing is Life is Strange? Yeah. Beyond Two Souls, Ellen Page? Yeah, I don't know. Was she? Well, I don't know. She is in real life. That's all I know. <laughs> she is in real life. That doesn't mean the video game character I didn't was. say it was a good yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the record, her character was not a lesbian. <laughs> Fine. In Beyond Two Souls. D- yeah, uh, so so Fear Effect, uh, the main ca- the the girl is Hana, who is totally not major from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was getting flashbacks. Uh, there, there's there's just so many funny things that for a, for a male a person of male audience uh, would just love, such as what's all right. Here's a question I'll I'll, I'll throw on you guys. I wrote this down. Mm. What is hotter than a naked chick in a bath towel running around a zombie village? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, Kevin, Two what is it? Two naked chicks. <laughs> no. Oh, damn. <laughs> the answer is what you find later in the game. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? I mean, I got to the uh, zombie now you village. Got, now you got the same character, now in a bikini, that's in a brothel holding a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Video oh, games are art, man. <laughs> oh, the, you know, speaking of art, oh. there is a very artistic sequence in this game that's very famous oh. where our our girl Hana here distracts an enemy combatant 
by taking her towel off and showing her boobs so ah. her comrade can sneak up behind and snap his neck like Steven ah. Seagal. This is wonderful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Video games, man, they're all about art. <laughs> oh, uh, fun fact. Okay. Hannah's voice actress is Wendy Lee, who, among several other things, did the English voices for Dokoro-chan and Haruhi Suzumiya. I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> Animus. Gotcha. <laughs> Glad to help. <laughs> you know, just trying to fit in here. <laughs> yeah. So, the the, ga- the game has a lot of just kooky, kooky and corkiness to it. Um, Co- Cocoa Puffs. It's... I didn't find too much wrong with it. It's more or less what I expected of the time. I didn't expect it to be this good at what it was doing, and yet also very frustrating. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the story was very engaging, right up until the end. Oh, where yeah? Where it becomes very, uh... Well, you fight the devil. In <laughs> Perfect. So you go from, like, Blade Runner Town and then Zombie Village to fighting satan in hell <laughs> hi doom <laughs> yeah is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so essentially best game ever 10 out of 10 <laughs> well I, I liked all the characters i liked the cutscenes. the story was engaging right up until the end uh if this game didn't have the tank controls i would recommend it so much more <laughs> yeah, to borrow a quote from Yahtzee, the tank controls are shampoo-drinkingly awful. Shampoo-drinkingly <laughs> awful. I will use that one. See, tank controls have a place in horror games like Resident Evil and Dino Crisis. An unwelcome place. It doesn't belong in a... Like, the, the game says it's a horror game, but it doesn't... That This game doesn't feel horror enough, especially when you got a chick wa- running around... A village in a bath towel distracting guards with her boobs. Maybe I'm scared yeah. that she's going to get hypothermia. <laughs> yeah, I this mean... is this is this is like if the when the game's remade, I really hope it does like the Resident Evil type thing where you have the option to not uh, have the tank controls and just have regular ones. Because then, because yeah, then I'd be all over this game. I'd play it through one more time. I really would. Yeah, I could tell it was going to be. It was trying to ape a little bit of Resident Evil with, like, the fixed camera angles, the top-down, like, shooting perspective at points. And, uh... Game's okay. Yeah, yeah, if the controls weren't so awkward, I would have loved it a lot more. So... I I really like this... Did I write anything else about the game? I don't think so. I really like the soundtrack, especially the opening theme. Though I feel like there should have been some more high-intensity music in the first level when you've got, like, the other soldier dude trying to get away from helicopters that are trying to mow him down. It just keeps playing the same sort of suspenseful, atmospheric music that that you were playing when you were sneaking around as Hana rather than, like, some high-intensity stuff that would have fit better. Yeah, uh, if you're watching the Twitch stream now, I just turned up the music on the the long play, so you can get an idea for what what Colin's saying by just it's just this ambient atmospheric noise all the time. Yeah, but so. I really appreciated the fact that 
once you're done with like a non-weapon item, like say a key card or your cell phone, which you use for saving your game at points, the game right. will the game will automatically switch back to the weapon you were using before switching to that non-weapon, which I feel you didn't see nearly enough of from games at the time. <laughs> true facts, true facts. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it gets a passing grade for me, but yeah. uh, God, I wish the tank controls weren't there. That's my that's my final thought. Yeah, I like it in small doses. Kevin, what'd you think of this game? Resident Evil meets Pulp Fiction. <laughs> which quite the comparison. Which isn't well, well. It was an okay game. I mean, am I gonna really play through the whole thing? I'm not in a rush to, but I kind of want to see what happens in Fear Effect too. So I guess I have to now, don't I? <laughs> Yeah, and then you can play Sedna on your Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it more expensive on Switch than it is in PSN? I think it's the same same price. Then yes, I'll get it. Although PS, although PlayStation has a flash sale going on right now, it's so only, maybe it's uh, on sale. It's oh, only yeah. horror games right now. Oh. Which we've accepted no. that this is not. Well, I mean, it is qual. It is technically a horror game, even though I disagree with that. They can be wrong. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, look how much it is on Switch, and we'll see now. All right. Well, all right. Our next game, uh, Colin, why don't you take that one? Since that was one of Josh's picks, I believe. Yep. The next game is Perfect Dark for the N64. So another N64 game here. <laughs> Are we gonna start that again? Of course. <laughs> I'd rather play Perfect yeah. Dark Zero. And never played it. <laughs> but yeah, this is another Rareware game from the late 90s, early 2000s, built from the same first-person shooter engine as GoldenEye. No it kidding. Ba- it basically plays the same. <laughs> kind of clunky, but it does allow co-op play, which I thought was pretty cool Rare at the time. 2000. And I... I can tell it was pretty revolutionary for the time, but probably hasn't hasn't really aged that well comparatively. Although it, I can tell it was pretty technologically uh, advanced for its time. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's it definitely plays like GoldenEye and Siphon Filter mixed, uh, but better. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, and hey, folks, guess what time it is? It's time for another patented Colin life story. Woo! <laughs> Who said you could also have drops? I, I did. Say, that, when Suck did you it. tell him to cue that up? That was like it was on my phone. <laughs> I just played it into the microphone. So yeah, life story. As a kid, I had very limited access to N64s, so I never really got to play the N64 version of this game back then. But there did exist a Game Boy Color version. Okay. (laughs) That sounds horrible already. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I found out about its existence from a TV commercial for it, where you see Joanna running, Joanna Dark, the main character. She's running across this giant Game Boy Color and shooting at helicopters. And then ducking behind the D-pad and blowing one up. And then the A and B. Yeah. You're a joystick. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Uh, 
go on. <laughs> yeah, and then the the A and B buttons rose up like elevators to unleash all these hordes of soldiers. And then you see Joanna diving into one of the holes of the front speaker, and then ending with a bit of in-game footage of one of the sniping sections. And at the time, basically, me and my brother were sold. We both had Game Boy Colors. So we combined our allowances, bought the game, and put a ton of hours into it. Now, here's the thing. The... The Game Boy Color version is very, very different from the N64 version. You Espe- don't say. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially Joanna herself. Like, her hairstyle and face is completely different in the Game Boy Color version because she looks more like a late 30s, early 40s lady as opposed to mid-20s in the N64 version. Mm-hmm. And it, plus, the game itself, it plays a lot more like an old... NES Metal Gear game than than a shooter like a run and gun shooter although it's not as dumb as the original NES Metal Gear could be well alright uh, you're right you're right about that that's for sure another mm. game we, we uh, covered on a past podcast yeah yeah. for a Game Boy Color game it was pretty advanced like it actually has like an, a built in rumble feature into the cartridge which is pretty cool. And it in the game, it has actual voiceover dialogue, which you didn't see in Game Boy games at the time, except in short bursts. Mm-hmm. But it was basically just Perfect Dark in name only, because it, it could be pretty stupid at times. At one point, there's a boss fight with a guy who is not even in the N64 version, who throws shurikens, Despite Joanna having had guns on her beforehand, the game forces you to use shurikens too. And I'm like, what? I mean, I'd rather fight with shurikens than a gun any day, to be fair. <laughs> and then there's another boss fight. All, all that pops in my head in that moment is the South Park episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn love. Let's fighting crying. love. <laughs> Let's fight in love. I love that fucking song. <laughs> well, I... Before the podcast, I'd only had experience in this game playing the multiplayer with friends and getting super mad because they were really good at this game. And oh, I was yeah. really bad because I only had a PlayStation. So the only time I got to play Perfect Dark was with them. So they just schooled me all day and I never got better. <laughs> so multiplayer sucks. And they were like, no. I was like, can I play GoldenEye? At least all the other friends I have also have that game and I can at least kill you once or twice. No, we're <laughs> playing Perfect Dark. It's better. Okay. So. Sounds a lot like my experience. <laughs> Got to play the story mode for the podcast now, yeah. and <laughs> as you can tell by my uh, my messages, I was like, "Am I am I really bad at this game, or is the game hard?" Yeah. So, guys, please answer that for me. Game is unfair. Uh, game is hard. Okay. Yeah. At least Good. on like special agent and perfect agent difficulties. No, I'm talking like normal difficulty. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, agent difficulty, I found a little too easy, actually. But special All right, agent well, difficult. Mr. Fancy Pants. Perfect. Yeah, dark special agent unfair. difficulty could be really hard. <laughs> like mission three, especially on special agent, that actually makes you shoot down a helicopter, which you didn't have to do in regular agent difficulty. And since you have to deal with like a whole horde of bodyguards at one point, all at once. See, I felt the game had no goddamn balance. <laughs> 
because it every level kind of felt here's a corridor go down shoot the dudes uh and every not a single like there was no consistency consistency to it you go down one corridor there'd be like two dudes and they wouldn't fire at you. They would just kind of stare at you blankly. Yeah. Then you would turn the corner, and there'd be seven dudes all firing at you at once. Yeah, that's weird. You know, I, I came across that so many times. It just felt so unfair and unbalanced. Um, I did find it funny that there was no, there was full voice acting in the game, but no lip movement. So clearly, they all <laughs> clearly the future is mental communication. Obviously, yes. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, Tomb Raider uh, had the th- same thank thing. Thank you, N sixty four. Uh, no. No. Yeah, uh, yes, it did. I did, Maybe I didn't notice. I was looking at Lara Croft's boobs the whole time. <laughs> triangles. I was Sounds looking at those right. hot triangles. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice uh, when I was playing this that uh, even the besides the main villain, a lot of the henchmen or henchwomen uh, were female. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the bodyguards. I found that kind of... Because a lot of, a lot of games won't do that. Like in, in The Last of Us... Uh, you you remember a lot of the uh, just just taking that as an example. A lot of the uh, what, be it military dudes or even the clickers, they weren't women or children. They were just always dudes. Yeah. So I found that pretty cool in Perf- Perfect Dark way back then. That uh, maybe it's maybe it's because you're also a woman and it's okay if a woman mows down a bunch of women henchmen henchwomen's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember the commercial saying, "Sometimes the only one man enough for the mission is a woman." Oh God! So even even the uh, even the commercials were misogynistic, sort of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The nineties. Ah, they were in the nineties. Different times. Yeah. Everything was fine then. Uh, I yeah. thought I thought the strafing mechanic was actually very good, but the aiming reticle was just I I was just so fifty fifty on it. I would be lucky if I could lock onto a care uh an enemy properly oh yeah yeah uh kevin thoughts you've been awfully quiet it's a i was letting you guys do your thing it's i I, oh thank you for letting us oh fuck you too i played (laughs) i played a shitload of this i kept getting stuck on the mission where i i think you had to steal a, a scientist jacket I don't know if you guys got this for you. had to like steal a scientist jacket, but it doesn't specify which specific scientist. Then you had to go in some room and hit a computer, but like the level light layout was so bad, I kept getting lost. And then apparently there was a timer, and then I died. And I was like, you know what? I had enough of this game. So I didn't, I got to like the third or fourth mission, but it's an overall better game than Goldeneye for sure. Especially in yeah, the multiplayer, because right. you can play bots. I said it. <laughs> Goldeneye's overrated. That that does automatically make it better than Goldeneye. Yeah, just for local <laughs> play alone, really. Yeah. Uh the two missions that stood out to me the most, I actually got up to level five or uh, mission five. Uh but mission four was uh Agent it's Agent Dark in leather pants and a leather vest. Hmm. <laughs> So hell yeah, uh, more yeah more more Blade Runner references I noticed hard with the over city and the hover car and oh yeah <laughs> everything so is two Blade games Runner now this. yeah 
of noticing Man. Blade Runner requires a female protagonist in their video game. <laughs> yeah, doesn't this game uh, also and then, have like... and then mission mission five just got so ridiculous that's that's the area 51 mission oh yeah yeah there's aliens in this game too yeah i was like okay i guess there's aliens all of a sudden uh i don't understand what's going on with the story anymore <laughs> um I, you do hop on a hover vehicle of all things and kick a lot of ass yeah. so that was fun uh, yeah. So I, I was like, oh, okay, I wonder where Halo got its idea from. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Unless they were both in development at the same time, which is very possible. Nah, maybe. Uh, the, mo- the thing to definitely take out of this game is there are no health packs to pick up in the entire game. No regenerating health. All you can do is hope and pray you find an armor pack. Just yeah. like Goldblatt. Yeah, that was my that was my problem in mission three on special agent difficulty. God. That alone, like the no health pack pickup alone, makes this game unfair. <laughs> ah, yeah. I can't handle it. I can't ha- like I can deal with games not having regen health. I mean shit, we had a whole first person shooter podcast episode in the past. No problem there, but most of those games had goddamn health pickups. Doom has health pickups. Yeah. <laughs> Not Perfect Dark. Not yeah. even Perfect Dark says, no, hold my beer. You gotta get good. <laughs> <laughs> God. Frustrating. Fun game, though, I suppose. Yeah, I enjoyed it. One of it. the better first-person shooters I've played ever. Absolutely. I would say. Yeah. So, yep. so it's an okay game again. Yes, yeah, okay game. It's not it's but... wonderful, but I'm in. I'll play okay. it again. So, uh, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on the games or no? Mm. On that game? Better on 360. Hey. And why is that? Because controller. Revamped controls. Because controller. Yup. Yeah, and possibly a better frame rate in that one, too, because I noticed in this one... The game, the frame rate tends to dip fairly frequently. Yeah, when they're uh, the number is six, by the way. <laughs> you also don't need a six bu- agents on the screen cause it to slow down. Yeah, you, uh, you also need the expansion pack pack to play half the game. By the way, yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you do, well, I have you, the I have the expansion pack. If you well, take you it out, like I think four player multiplayer. I thought you you couldn't play the campaign without it. It's one of those. Huh. Oh, remember that. well, maybe maybe it's in the wiki. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, the game's like half useless without the expansion pack. Because fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> remember that time that Rare couldn't figure out why Donkey Kong 64 didn't work without the expansion pack? That was that <laughs> was fun. They literally couldn't figure out the reason, so they just said, fuck it, everyone gets one. Uh, a Nintendo 64 expansion pack is required to access the game's single-player mode and most multi- multiplayer features. So the game's worthless without it. Got it. Ay, ay, ay. There you go. <laughs> well, why don't we get on to Colin's second pick? Alright. My second pick is Blood Rain for the PS2. Or the yeah. GameCube. Or the Xbox. Depending. Exactly. Pretty much. 
It's basically if Blade was a woman. That is a good way to put it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Half vampire with most of a vampire's strengths and very few of their weaknesses, but still needs to feed on blood. But and water hurts her. Yep, it's fucking stupid. Makes makes the very first level in Louisiana a pain in the ass. That's yep, how most sure. vampires work. Water, you know, the thing most things need to survive. It hurts people. <laughs> yeah. And it's what makes up 70% of your blood. Yeah. But when you have the entire first level be a fucking swamp, it's yeah. irritating as shit. Look, yeah, your plot especially holes when you're trying to jump from, jump from gravestone to gravestone. God. Little island patch to island patch. Yeah. Pain in the butt. Alright, well, it was uh, made by a developer I've never heard of. It's Terminal Reality. <laughs> uh-huh. And the game came out in October 2002, so it barely makes the cut. Mm-hmm. Well, look, some games are just newer, JD. You have to accept that. What the hell, what the hell else did this company make? Uh, Blood Rain 2. <laughs> uh, they did. I thought you were going to say no, they didn't. I was going to be like, well, fuck me. They did make this up. Uh, oh, God. Nothing of note, really. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. They made the Neon Flux game. The what? Aeon Flux? Yeah, and then they would port a bunch of fighters. Oh, yeah. So a successful developer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I bet they make mobile <laughs> games now. Yeah. Now, my experience is, I, 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 as I found out playing this, um, I had played Blood Rain 2 in my youth. Oh, yeah? And I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Then I played Blood Rain 1. And? And you did yeah. not. <laughs> I did not enjoy this game. Ah, uh, that sucks. Uh, this game sucks. Hey. It has... Colin, I'm sorry, but this game has one of the most boring opening sequences to a game I have played in a long-ass time. Yeah, I, I think I did not get out of Louisiana. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite get that far either. But Same. that was more for time purposes than anything else. I spent an hour just wandering around the swampland, fighting dumb, stupid, orange, big-ass spider things for no reason. <laughs> Did not care what this nun had to say at all at the beginning. Uh, it, it just in- felt like this huge tutorial area with no direction. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the anima- the animations were were awful. The uh, controls felt too fast and yet too- also stiff and too furious. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They were too fast and too furious for me. Absolutely. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will admit the leaping move she does to like suck blood out of things was pretty cool, but very exploitable. Yeah, uh, you can still yeah, the- fire your gun from that position. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. I never tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah the the empty graveyard in Louisiana just super boring. I I I was like I don't want to play this game anymore yeah. at all. <laughs> I hear... So I went and tried Perfect Dark for a second time and got a couple more missions out of the way. That's <laughs> what ended up happening there. Yeah. I read that it it gets a lot more exciting after the Louisiana mission, but... What a horrible way to start a game. I had no interest. Now, the second game... (laughs) 
<laughs> which we didn't cover. Uh, but I did play the opening sequence there just to compare. Holy crap, what better? There, there's this cool little cinematic of, of, of our, of, uh, of our character Rain here. Just, just, uh, she's in a sexy-ass dress going into this, like, political spectrum. And, uh, she gets her swords back. She's like, time to go to work. And then she just starts killing things. Like, awesome. Hmm. None of that was here in the first one. (laughs) Ah, that sucks. Yeah. Just floaty controls and stiff also and two like two response i don't know it was fun the controls are weird i don't know what to make of it like tomb raider was better and that that was four years prior (laughs) Uh, i disagree these controls i felt were a lot closer to modern games than a lot of the uh, the rest of the games we played it's like you get to you actually get to control the camera with the right analog stick which i was immensely grateful for (laughs) <laughs> compared to something like fear effect didn't or, matter much to me <laughs> yeah i guess just because i expect it and if the game doesn't have it i'm like okay i guess it was before it's time yeah i look at it differently kevin blood rain what you got i got about as far as you in louisiana <laughs> <laughs> yeah I so you hated it too it's not that i hated it i was just like with i played it this morning i was like look with the time i have to play this i i, I got it <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it it seems like a game that could have done better with a little more time put into it, but yeah, it was it? Mm, no, I what do want to try Bloodbrain Betrayal though, which is different, but I want it. I'm not yeah. familiar with that one, but I, I I would say play the second one and skip this one. That's my advice. Well, Betrayal's a 2D beat 'em up on PS3, but Nazi vampires. Yeah, Nazi zombies. Vampires, whatever, same thing. <laughs> no, Nazi vampires. Vampires are much different from zombies. Or are sort they? of. Colin, do you have like positive thoughts about the the game at all or That's it. I'd say so. This was your pick. It's kind of middling for me. I mean, <laughs> I never played it before this podcast. I mainly picked it because uh... it was it was a game with a female protagonist that was over 15 years old. <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Blood Rain does come to mind of 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 this era. Yeah. When you say female protagonist, I would say. Yeah, I mean, heck, apparently Rain herself was the very first video game character to be a Playboy magazine centerfold. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. I don't know if it was Playboy or another Not magazine. Not Lara Croft? Apparently. But, or maybe one of the first. I, I didn't need to learn. Wow, that's a thing huh? that happened. Why? I think if we, I think if we had it in us to play more of the game, we'd have more to say. But I honestly just could not find it in me to play more than an hour. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember going through the first section of the game. It's like, what was up with the NPCs' accents? <laughs> I mean, they didn't sound anywhere close to Cajun. I mean, heck, it sounded like they were trying to. Sound like they're trying to go between Cajun and French, which makes no sense well, to me. Well, that's Louisiana. Oh uh, yeah. I've never been, so I don't know. Yeah, I used to live in Louisiana. It's exact. Yeah, it's called Coonass. <laughs> Louisiana Cajun is this like weird ass Southern French thing going on. Huh. Shows what I so know. So at least at least the spe- at least the spirit is is correct there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh 
I mean, well, I, I don't, I, I don't, I I don't have little. anything else to really say about it. I might play a little more just so I can like see what the Nazi vampire sections are like. Okay. But have either of you seen the Uvi Bull movie based off of this? No, I haven't. I haven't either, but I I saw the Nostalgia Critic review for it, and it was it was pretty hilariously bad. Yeah, I imagine it's not good. <laughs> it's got meatloaf, especially in it if too. the game's not good. I wonder what the game got for re- reviews. It got like, like uh, average-ish it, reviews, like yeah, it got like seven out of tens. Yeah, I've seen sixes and sevens, and they're like, it's oh, def- gross. It's okay. No, the GameCube version got like a sixty-seven percent which is ps2 is 68 yeah that's yeah it's about what i expected it's all right uh, that doesn't that doesn't seem all right to me it, look you, <laughs> you you passed your test with a 68 i d- d- no no yes you did <laughs> not in video game land well that's because <laughs> video game people are a little too entitled you passed d's that get oh, degrees god d's get degrees uh, d's get degrees I thought it was C's right. get degrees. So why don't, move, why don't we move on to the last game then? Okay. Which is my second pick. Another super expensive game, kind of like Shantae. Just remember <laughs> that JD is like, no PC games because they're too obscure, but, you know, fucking magical chase. Everyone's got that lying around. <laughs> <laughs> so who here spent $1,400 just for this podcast? Three, Nobody? Th- just me? Three, Damn it! $300? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you're off. No, no, four, no, no. You, you didn't want to spend uh, 1400 plus another 100 for a PC engine? Absolutely. <laughs> I, had, I had just had that lying around, took it out of my girlfriend's engagement ring fund. I was like, you know what? I got a podcast to do. Not, I'm not going to lie. I have a reproduction cart of Magical Chase for my PC engine. That's probably the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I'm, I, I, have, I have no problem <laughs> at all with, with doing that. Same here. So, okay. so how was it? Hold on, Magical Gaze. Magical Gaze. Uh, Magical Chase is is uh probably the most relaxing shooter that I've played. Uh, uh, yeah. It came out in 1991, uh, North America in 1993. Uh, for Graphics 16 slash PC Engine, developed by Quest. Uh, I'm not familiar with them really at all. And uh, you know what? I'll just I'll just click on it right fast they made ogre battle oh and tactics ogre okay. those games never heard of them those. yeah yeah oh yeah 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 there's like homages to magical chase in those games oh yeah yeah, yeah. like a lot of the the witches and wizards like will have this have similar powers and what have you they were like you can't afford oh, yeah. magical chase so here's this game so, so our main female here is Ripple. She is a cute little witch. She rides on a cute little broom, and she fires cute little things and hits cute little enemies. It's a cute em up I don't know if you've, you were <laughs> gathering that by, by the way I was describing it. Sounds Hi, like Kirby. a game for pussies. <laughs> I hate you so much today. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you play a real game? Uh, so... Yeah, you're you're Ripple on a broom, and she has uh she has what's called Star Maidens. Um, so in the in terms of say a uh, a side-scrolling shooter, it's your options. You know, found in say uh, uh the 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 Gradius type games. Yeah. Um, you get you get your you get your various upgrades. Uh, the every every cute little enemy you shoot will drop, you know, pellets or what have you, and you collect them and. 
that's how you get your other upgrades uh, in currency. Um, a little cur uh, a little uh, currency sh shop a shop will come up and there's a there's basically pumpkin head inside, uh, getting to sell you various things health health uh, upgrades or or um, extra hearts or what have you. Uh, so that you know it, in that sense it reminded me a lot of of um what's that side scrolling uh the character's opa opa uh fantasy zone on um, fantasy zone it reminded me a lot in the same sense of fantasy zone the way with the, the way uh those mechanics worked mm -hmm. uh you you have up to 9 uh weapons which i thought was kind of cool cuz usually you only get about 3 or 4 in a lot of, especially back in 91 um the Star Maidens only get only get two, so you just switch between the two. Uh, you can use the little maidens and fr the the stars as uh, as um, like a type of shield as well. So you can run into you can kind of block things uh, using it, so they don't attack you soon. Uh, you have infinite continues in the game, as far as I could tell. Yeah, uh, which was nice. But if you die, you only go back to the beginning of the stage. So, in terms of a, uh, a, sh a shooter, it's very forgiving and a lot easier than a lot of the ones. You know, it's not going to be like a Gradius or a Thunder thunder Force, so to say, where it's you die three times and you have to start the whole fucking thing over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, loved, I loved how unique a lot of the, uh, the character designs and enemy designs were. Uh, Ripple's very... Uh, she's got a good design herself. Marketable... The levels had a lot to be desired. Um, they were more or less plain, but the use of colors kind of made up for that. Yeah, for its yeah. limitations, it was very PC Engine esque of it of the the what it did. Absolutely. Um, I was able to play half the game on the easiest uh, difficulty though, because well, even though it's a much easier game, I'm still very much shit at side scrolling shooters. Same here. <laughs> Yeah. So thoughts, guys? Well, when I played it, I noticed in the easiest difficulty, the game only let you go so far if you wanted to advance Oh, yeah, further. that's the other thing. If you play it on the easiest level difficulty level, you can only play half the game. So you have to get good so you can play the rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the higher difficulties let you go okay. further. Yeah, so if I, like, so when I, when I play, when I got to that point on easy... I would play on normal, but I wasn't good enough to get past the halfway point in the game. That same <laughs> point. I was like, shit! <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, it's fun on the breeze and bumpy difficulties, which are basically easy and medium. But, God help you if you try rough. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're done. I don't, I, yeah. I don't have a chance. Yeah. Couldn't even get past the first level. But yeah, like you, I'm not very Kevin, good. Kevin, how, how, how familiar are you with uh, Magical Chase or or even uh, -em up, or the cute em up genre? Eh, I haven't played very many. I haven't even played that many Kirby games. But like you, I'm not very good at side-scrolling shooters, but that's a genre I really enjoy despite being crap at them. And yeah, you mentioned a bunch of stuff. Separates it from like Gradius and such. Yeah, the Star Maidens. That's the. It's kind of a unique game mechanic where 
go depending on what direction you move the character on the screen like if you move them backward they start shooting forward move upward they shoot down down shoot up and so on yeah which can either be a fun challenge or an exercise in frustration depending on your <laughs> play style and for me it was more of a fun challenge at least on the lower difficulties right and i i really enjoyed Kevin? the vision no Kevin, you still there? I'm still here. Did we lose him. I'm no, I'm, I'm here. I was just listening to Colin. Yeah, yeah. So, what what is your what are your thoughts of Magical Jace? It was an interesting little shooter, but the, I was the more I played it, the more I was so focused on like, why the fuck is this game so expensive? Like, it's pretty average. I don't know. I didn't think it was that great. Where it deserves a four digit price tag. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah, it's okay, I guess. Uh, I I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't say it's worth it. Honestly, it's an okay. I wouldn't say it's worth the price tag on it. I I think it's worth playing though. It's yeah, worth, it is worth playing. It's worth playing, but you know, emulate it. Don't like, don't waste time trying to fucking hunt this down. You know. Yeah, this is one game where I'll be like, just get a repro cart if you must yeah. have a physical copy. Yeah. Yeah. I really like. like the there's visual. no sense in spending that kind of money on a single game. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I it, mean, I, I, it's, go emulate it. Yeah. Visually, what'd you think, Colin? I liked it. It was nice, bright colors and a cartoony atmosphere, good background parallaxing, and like you said, creative enemy design, although some of the enemies were direct ripoffs of enemies from Mario, like the, the blue boos with the yellow bows, or the bullet bills. I mean, kamikaze don guns. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> and super lo- different. Like, oh my god. And the entire oh, yeah, third I just, stage. I'm, I'm just looking at the uh, the boos with bows right now in the uh, the video I got going in the Twitch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And heck, the entire third stage is like almost like a direct ripoff of the airship levels from Mario Three. I wouldn't call it a direct ripoff, but it's definitely like the most unique level in the game, which is kind of funny since it's definitely uh, taking... No, didn't this come out before Mario 3? No, it didn't. Mario 3 was still the 80s. Yep. You're right. Ooh. I do kind of wish... uh, occurred to me. (laughs) I I do kind of wish after each boss fight, they'd given the main character some kind of victory pose. I mean, we didn't see one, but it it would have been like like a nice little cherry on top of everything. Okay, there there was a a Game Boy port uh, that came out later, uh, more or less the same game, and it's uh, I think it's as as expensive as Shantae. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I, th- I thought it I wasn't in that. the U.S. Was it really what the the Game yeah, Boy game was it released in the U.S.? I think it was. Ooh. Time for research. Hmm. Mm, that's for another time, though. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Recommend it if you just won the lottery and are looking for stuff to blow your cash on. <laughs> Let's see. Oh boy. So, what was uh, what was the, that? Does it for our seven games of female protagonists? Uh, so, I'm going to ask you two questions. Who's your what was your, uh, or I guess three questions technically, your favorite game, your least favorite game, 
and your favorite female protagonist of the cast? Ooh. Mm. I, I think for me, my fit. You guys are probably going to hate me for this, but I think my favorite was Perfect Dark. I just found it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just liked it the most, I found it. It felt the most solid to me. I mean, Fear Effect would have been my favorite if not for the horrible controls. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a close second as okay. it stands. As for least favorite... Eh probably gonna have to go with uh probably gonna have to go with blood rain i guess just felt the least memorable mm. and the easiest okay. i mean i didn't get to what were supposed to be the exciting bits but <laughs> i guess i'll find out in time i suppose kevin favorite shante game nice is, the game is real good it's like i said it's all the two but they did it right and, uh, mm-hmm. well, I guess she, I would call her my favorite protagonist on this, on this level too. Okay. You can do that. And, uh, what was I going to do? Least favorite. Mm, I'd want to say Blood Rain, but I just, I don't know. If you feel like I put more time to it, it could be better. But for now, bottom of the list. Ooh. Colin, you said Blood Rain, correct? correct? Yes, I did. Ooh, well, we got a trifecta yet again for the second straight cast of the of the Pooper Award. <laughs> yeah, three oh, ways, boy. am I right? I hated Blood Rain. That game can suck it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. you, sir, you're getting very violent, sir. Uh, yeah, I my favorite game would have had to be Shantae, for hey. sure. I'm with you, nice. Kevin. Dab. Yeah, it, it's just solid, rock-solid game uh, through and through. Um Colin mentioned some of its shortcomings, but honestly, they didn't bother me one iota. The uh, uh, the, the my favorite protagonist it's got to be it's got to be Lara Croft all day. <laughs> That's the way I like to hear it. All day, I'll take those triangle boobies. Uh, okay. Never <laughs> never go. Where was that cheat? Where was that cheat code to make her naked? Roll, I swear, I swear it exists. Roll back a couple <laughs> years real quick. <laughs> Uh, I, by the way, uh, speaking of uh, cheat codes to make people naked, so I did some <coughs> research on the Blood Rain thing you guys looked up. Okay. Uh, it turns out uh-huh. there is a nude patch for the Windows release, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be busy. Uh, Blood Rain 2 or the first one? Yes. Both that, of them? Yeah. That doesn't really surprise <laughs> me. It's it's a very fetish-tastic game as it stands. Hey, that game is about art. <laughs> I mean, heck, the the nun character. Pretty much every cutscene, you see her boobs jiggling. Yeah. And plus, her out. Well, all right. Look. Uh, I think that does it for us, guys. Wait, wait. My my favorite actual protagonist, I should say, is Shantae as well. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, we pretty much all had a almost round 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 the table uh, agreement, but yeah, we're good people. So just like uh, just like Fighter's History of the Last Cast, Blood Rain <laughs> gets a remarkable three-way it's shit award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blood Rain. Well, that does it for the Red Leaf Retrocast. Uh, this was the female protagonist, episode 19. Uh, episode 51 in total of the show. Please uh, join us for the next episode. You can find the, the cast as usual. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. 
you can also find every episode of the cast on uh, YouTube, especially if you want to go see the uh, the future any future Twitch videos of showing the uh, showing just gameplay and what have you of the games we talked about. Uh, that would be on Moosenspiel in the description below. And uh, join us for the next one. Thank you very much. Later, folks. Moosenspiel. Moosenspiel.